Edge of the Headlights podcast. My name is Rob, and sitting across from me tonight is Darth Marty. Happy May 5th, everyone. How was your day, Marty, or week, or month, or year? Uh, you know, today's actually been pretty decent. Uh, had a pretty fun day at work, not doing much of anything, which is kind of nice for a change. But it hasn't been too bad a week so far. Yeah, same here. It's been a good week so far. I actually, we actually have some housekeeping we have to do. This oh. is our first attempt at housekeeping. <laughs> we actually got our first email today. And uh, I would like to thank victory. Casey for sending that in. We really appreciate the ghost stories you sent in, and they will be, we will make a podcast episode about them later after we collect a, more, a few more. So if anybody else out there listening has stories you want to send in, Marty will give you the information here in a little bit, but I got one more shout-out I got to do. And that's to Cody and Larissa. Congratulations on your newborn child. And I feel sorry for that child because he looks like she looks like Cody. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But that's what, all I got. And we got, oh, we also looking at some stickers we're going to be making and some t-shirt designs. So if you guys have, if you would like to know, eventually we'll hopefully get a merch store going here. Very soon we'll have one up. Oh, that would be great. So I'm going to be looking at sticker designers and what this weekend hopefully and we'll pick one out and we'll go from there so how would these people contact us if they would like to and if they're interested in getting that stuff it's sending stories or buying merch uh for right now you just get a hold of us at uh, edge of the headlights podcast at gmail.com and check us out on instagram which Marty is still not a part of. I'm going to harass not. you every episode till you actually get on it's, that. It's, it's not house cleaning. It's fucking phone cleaning I need to do at this point just to make <laughs> sure I have space. Take all the porno sites off your phone and you'll be fine. Ah, no, no. They'll, they'll, they'll be good. They don't go anywhere. But I'm just worried I'm going to have to lose my Mario Kart. I've worked pretty hard at that. Mario Kart? What did you say? I know, I know you're a hoarder and you actually have the original <laughs> Nintendo. I do. So you can just I've play it on that. I've got a few of them. Yeah, I know. I got a Sega, and I got a, all them, too. I got all my PS, PS PlayStation, so I got one through four. Yeah. yeah. Don't have a five because I don't want, I don't have, can't afford that. Uh, right. I'm not I'm not going to fight people just for a, a system that still probably has a few bugs in it, let's be real. The first year anymore, I avoid launch systems, but yeah. I've just been burned too many times. Yeah. Well, this week on our episodes, we're going to tackle a monster of a topic, I think. This is going to be a big topic. Because we're going to talk about the missing 411 cases. And it is very big, man. There are countless videos with stories, stories on and on more. and on, man. You could listen for a couple hours and never hear a repeat of somebody's tale of something involved with this. Unless you go to Coast to Coast. Nothing gets Coast to Coast, but they've had the David plays on there. It's right. usually the same five or six stories. Right. And- it, it's, his big, it's his big hit list. And don't get me wrong, I love Politis. The stuff he's done is... Is he's done some groundbreaking work on on looking into this? Yeah, but you know there are plenty of stories you could be whipping out, especially on on a show like Coast to Coast. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? true, true. Well, for a lot of you guys, some of you may know what the missing four one is, so we're gonna kind of give you a refresher course for the ones that are listening, our new listeners, or family, or I don't know what we should call our people that start listening to us. We got like twenty people now. I found out. 
They're like regular listeners. Yeah, at least that's uh, what Anchor Podcasting says nice, on our nice. platform. We got like twenty regular listeners. I would probably call them people with bad decision making skills, but by God, no. we're going to keep them anyways. We like you. We love you. <laughs> keep making the bad decisions. All right. Also, I forgot. Good thing Marty brought that up. We are now on Apple Podcasts. Yes, yes, so we please, are. please, even if we do make bad decisions, you don't like us, think we suck, go there, say, hey, these guys suck, but give us five stars anyway, right. t- so we can punch up through them ranks. And actually show up, and we don't have to type out the whole name of our podcast. So besides that, let's get back on this Missing 411 business. Missing 411, as as they're commonly called, is a group of mysterious disappearances that have happened in the past and occasionally still happen in our national forests and parks today. The first person to bring this to light was David Pilates. David was a former police officer in California before he started investigating these cases. After he was approached by two national park rangers who told him, We have some weird shit we need to tell you. (laughs) After the rangers expressed their concern, basically these two rangers walked up to them and they expressed their concern about how the National Park System and the Forest Agency were covering up missing people cases. Right. My whole question about that, these two guys, that's a federal job. Oh, yeah. There is a lot. Your retirement package, they must have seen some really messed up stuff to bring this to some guy they, I don't know how they figured out he was a cop because... They had to bring that had to be has some serious cojones, and they must have really good moral compasses to bring that, which is a loss of financial and personal gain for them. Oh God, yeah, no, you're you're basically throwing away, potentially throwing away a massive early retirement nest egg that you get from these kind of things. Mm-hmm. So it had to be something pretty nuts. You yeah, know, because that would it would I applaud these two rangers that did that. Oh yeah, but I'd like to know. Personally, I would like to know what saw that was so bad, or was it just one thing, or was it a bunch of little tiny things all right. adding up? Right. It was Yeah. Just like you said, was it stuff adding up, or was there one final tipping point of, oh, shit, this yeah. has got to stop? Because I, I, I wish David Politis, if you ever listen to this, you probably never listen to our podcast. <laughs> but if you do, you can definitely put out a book about that, and I will buy it. Oh, yeah. Oh, if any of you guys are interested, too, all David Politis' books, do not buy them off Amazon. They're like 90 bucks a piece. Oh, Jesus. If you want to buy them, go to his Can-Am website, and he has them. He polishes them right there, and he'll send them to like 28 bucks a piece, 25, 28 bucks. Which is much more reasonable. Yeah, be because real. people resell them on Amazon, and they're like jacking up the price because they sell like hotcakes. Oh, yeah. They disappear quick. Oh, yeah. But everything, like with, these, with David, he's pointed out a bunch of different common profile points we're going to run through i think there's like 13 or 14 of them we're just going to run through them and give a brief exclamation so everybody's kind of on the same boat as we go forward with this behemoth of a show right the first point profile point would be the point of separation this is what i take to mean where the victim was last seen before their disappearance most commonly the victim is out of sight for only a short period of time before disappearing let's say you're in a group and that marty and me are out hiking which you'll never see ever <laughs> but let's say Marty gets ahead of me and I hurt my foot and I got to look down and I see, oh, he's going around the corner. I just, she just looks back and I wave him like, go He grows corner and he goes around the corner and he's only up there for like 30 seconds and I'm behind him and he's gone. Yeah. That happens with a lot of the cases. A lot of them. It is yeah. literally, oh, they were 20 yards behind us. We were looking back every 30 seconds. Boom. Gone. Gone. Just no sound, no nothing, just gone. Yeah, no scream or anything. Then another point of profile point profile <laughs> point he points out is the time of day. The victim goes missing either 
missing either in the early morning or late afternoons. So my whole philosophy is don't be a go-getter, get up early in the morning, and don't be a meandering spirit and wait till the last minute to do something <laughs> in the day. Right. Just stay in the camp. Don't do anything. Yeah, just just chill. Cruise around around noon. Get back pretty early. But what I said about staying in camp does not work either because I have reports to that too. Uh, well. That's the point of separation thing because yep. another thing is like they'll say, hey, I'm going to stay in camp. They don't feel that good. And they come back to camp and Joe Bob's gone. Right. Guns there, everything else, Joe Bob's just gone. Yeah, everything but the person themselves yep. is then there, he also talks about boulder fields. Now, this point is kind of misleading just by the wording, because when you think of, what do you think of when you think of boulders? Yeah, like like large, massive, granite rock formations. Yeah, but the boulder field, he actually means like scree fields, where you have larger rocks, like from a baseball to the size of a fridge, but right. it's when I picture a boulder, I picture like giant house-sized boulders. Oh, that, yeah. But massive. these are all varying sizes, and it's like, it's from the glacier, and it's all the rocks that got dropped. As oh, okay, yeah, the sedimentary... Yeah. Glaciation, yeah, that's what the, that is what he actually means by boulder fields. Oh, interesting. Bodies are found, are missing bodies are found in or near water. Perfect example of that. This guy, this name gets thrown around a lot in the world. It's like Henry McCabe from Minneapolis, who disappeared in 2015 after a night of drinking. He was found in Rush Lake, not after the initial search of the lake. See, they searched the lake, but they didn't find him. But two months after his disappearance by two kayakers, the Ramsey County determined drowning was the likely reason of death. So, what the fuck? Did he drown or not? Likely. Either your lungs are filled with water or they're not. Yeah. You know, I mean, even if you die and get put into water, there is a difference in how the the water reacts with your lungs. Yeah, because if you're dying, you're going to breathe it in. Yes. I mean, they, they can still get flooded with water after death, but it changes how the lung looks and acts. They can tell. So, likely? Yeah, I, that's terrible worrying for a coroner. Either you go. Oh, yeah. oh, he might have died from the gunshot wound, but there, there, is there a bullet hole or not? Well, likely. I think that's how he died. Come on. If you're getting paid that much money, you're technically a coroner is a doctor, isn't he? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, you're still going I'm through I'm pretty medicals. sure you better figure out what the fuck he died from. Not likely. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm going very, cause this, a very poor choice of words for things Because like if that. I die, I want to know what I... Well, on my autopsy report, I want to see it, but I'm like, I don't want to know. I'm, well, he might have died from ingestion of anal beads, but right. tell sure. me if I choke to death. <laughs> also, another thing that's pointed out by David is a sudden change in weather, which hampers or completely shuts down all search of efforts. This is a very interesting thing that happens because... Wouldn't the local weather person be able to say, hey, there's a front moving in? But I also understand, like, in mountains, uh, highly unpredictable the weather can be. Right. Yeah, I mean, you do hear of storms, like, popping up out of nowhere, especially in mountain ranges and things like that. But the sheer frequency of it is just kind of bizarre. Yes, it is. You know. So if you look up, like... With a weather phenomenon, I looked this up. I cannot find this video clip. I looked for two days, but I know I've seen it twice. But there's a video clip out there of an interview of a SARS person, and this person talks about how they were in the Black Hills of South Dakota searching for a missing girl that was between the ages of five and six. And this, the girl went missing in the dead of winter, and no, it's not Serenity. I can't think of her last name. That's a terrible Yep, yep, yep. I can't think of the name. I know Serenity something. Yep. But it's, this wasn't about her. <laughs> 
Well, the star person goes on and tells this interviewer how the little girl walked out of some fog naked and in perfect health. Eesh. This happened in the Black Hills of South Dakota. Yeah, anyone who doesn't understand the dead of winter in South Dakota... it's You'll be happy if it gets above zero. Right. I mean, it's 20 degrees, you start wearing t-shirts because you've been dealing with literal negative 10. Not wind chill, but literal negative 10 for the last week. Yeah. But also, we're going to definitely do one episode just on the Black Hills because this oh. led me down a rapid hole. Oh, I can There imagine. is a lot of freaky shit. There's a lot of unsolved murders that happen in the Black Hills right. and all this other fun stuff. Well, I mean, even just the, the First Nation history of, of their yep. mythologies out in that Black Hills yep. are very strong and deep. Yes, they are. Like, okay, another point is the missing person's body is found in a previously, previously searched area. Henry McCabe fits this profile point also. But I don't think he is considered part of the missing 401 cases because it takes place in a city. Right. But you know for sure, because I don't know if David put him in the book or not, because it takes place in... Right, right around a major metropolitan. Yeah, but he, I think someone did mention, I can't remember if it was Nap. Um, who the hell is the Nap guy from Ghost to Coast? Um, Nap, Nap, whatever. Yeah. The Nap guy, the Nap host, he mentioned something about it, and him and Dave were talking, so I think that's how it got thrown into this. Oh, ah, okay. But there is one story that is told many times in the missing 411 circles, and it goes something like this. A group of SARS... SAR people, which is basically search and rescue people, these people are highly trained. They know their shit. They are all volunteers. They do this all the time, and they got they they know their shit. Well, these SAR people have been walking back and forth to this on this certain trail to get to their start point. They're searching for somebody, and as they're doing that, it goes on for like three or four days. And the trail the trail itself is like a quarter mile long, let's say, and well worn. Well, on the fourth day, when the SARS personnel are walking to start to the muster point, start of the day, they find a tree blocking the path, and laid across the tree is a naked body of the missing person who they were looking for, who is dead. Oh, Jesus. That is actually in one of his books. That is no bullshit. Wow. The tree blocking the path they've been walking across for like the last Yeah, it happened like overnight. And the person they were searching for was naked and dead, laid across the tree. What? Uh, man, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, so that, there's some intelligence behind this. Yeah, I mean, you can't tell me that, that the, the body was just sitting up in that tree the entire time, and magically that tree gets knocked down, and now the body's laying across the tree that is now laid across the road. Yeah, Just it's magic. out of nowhere, you know. Yeah, it's magic. Oh, of course. Another um, profile point is the missing clothes. This is a really... The person that has gone missing... Let's say that a person does go missing on their phone, usually deceased. It's say their their clothes are either their clothes are on backwards, possibly have their clothes from different on the wrong way, like buttons not lining up like their button shirt. Right. And in a couple of cases, they've actually had completely different clothes on them than when they were last seen. Yeah. So it's not even their clothes that they are being found in. Yeah. And there's uh, been like cases too. Like there's one case that's always mentioned where. These guys are searching for these people. They don't find the person, but they find the clothes neatly folded yes. on top of a rock. Yes, I, I have seen that one. Yeah, it's just like laying there, not torn to shreds. No, fo- neatly folded. Like they were taken off, folded, set upon this rock, and boom, I'm gone. Yeah, I just I don't, I don't feel like wearing clothes today. Right. I'm, I'm in a mountain. You know what? I'm going to go naked and zoop, I'm out. Yeah, it just, <laughs> I don't know, man. 
Then you also have the unknown cause of death. In most cases, when the body is found in autopsy, the coroner can't find anything wrong, likely drowned. So, <laughs> so it is determined the death that death was by hypothermia. But hypothermia is kind of hard in the summer. It really is. Even even say like in parts of the Rockies where it does get cooler. Yeah. But most of the time, those upper altitudes, these people are not camping in. I mean, they're there in family campgrounds. Down at the lower elevations and all that. Yeah, you know, they're not dealing with the sub-zero, low-oxygen, high-altitude. Where it gets freezing at night. Yeah, in August, I don't expect, even in, you know, Boulder, Colorado, you're going to be dealing with a lot of hypothermia cases, you mm-hmm. know. Another point of the cases are a disability. Some of the victims have, like, some of the victims have a physical or mental d- disability. But and but David rules out the people with suicidal tendencies. In a lot of the cases, the remaining people, the remaining people say how the missing person felt sick or nauseous and just stayed back at camp while the survivors went on with their day. We had mentioned that earlier. It's like point of separation. Them right. two are kind of tied together. Yeah. It's just, I think it's just different wording on the same thing. I would, right. I would almost right. consider them the same thing. Yeah, it's very, very similar. Yeah. Well, there's like been people that are missing that have like hearing aids. He's like, he points out different things like that, like hearing aids or someone has like a bad hip. Yep, yep, or yep. Anything like where it makes them like feeble, then people come out of the point, oh, they're like something's hunting them like a predator because they go for the weakest one. Right. But. But then you have them cases where this person's like active as all fuck. And it's like, that six year old man could outrun me. Yeah. Even with some of the uh, debilitated cases, they're without a lack of, of shredding blood, animal track torn clothes it, it's most predators don't just pop up grab you take you away i mean if a puma is coming at you someone is going to hear it for one yeah. and two it's going to leave shreds well they may not so. hear it but they'll hear you screaming oh yeah your life. <laughs> there's going to be a there's going to be a noise with the bustle of uh, you know fighting a feline off then also the point is tracking dogs will not scent track yeah i don't understand that i truly well it they go about the dogs, from the case I read, sometimes they'll go like two feet and just curl up and yes. just sit down. I, I have seen some where they have tracked for a little ways up a main trail and then just stop. And it's just like, yeah, there's nothing here. Yeah, that's where they get, where's the body? Where's the dog? Nope, nothing here. They'll circle, do their, their point, nothing there, no more tracks, and they just sit and they're done. And I, like, I'm going to be saying this a lot, but them, like, SARS people, you guys all kick ass. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of them here in town, oh, and I God, respect yeah. them all because they do all this stuff out of their own damn pocket. Yeah. And them dogs and, are trained. That's what these oh, dogs live for. Right. They're like, yes, we do all that. I get to run around and find people. They actually live for that. Yeah. Because that's, then also another thing, well, the biggest thing everybody knows about the missing 41 map, you can find these online anywhere, is the cluster of missing peoples are all in, nat- in national parks. David Politis has stated in an interview that he has identified 28 separate clusters of missing people, the largest being Yosemite National Forest. And, and yeah, by cluster it means there is a, an inordinate amount happening in these specific yep. areas. You know, I mean, it's a very small mile radius, really, Yeah, where a lot of people are just Oof, flat gone. out gone or show back up dead, you know, just... Yeah mysteriously the, the majority of these clusters are either located on the east or west coast respectively with a large crescent-shaped swath through the middle of america there have been no clusters of missing people identified in this area because if you look at the map 
you can look it up right now, Missing 411 map. You'll see how it kind of like V's off in the middle, like yep. South Dakota, Nebraska, North Dakota. It's just like a giant crescent-shaped banana. Yeah, where there is nothing. But it also occasionally when these when a missing person is found, they have that where they are found alive, they have no idea where they have been or what happened. And in rare cases where the missing person you found alive, usually a child. Yes. They have no memory of what happened or really store, or relay a story of a fuzzy bear kept them warm or something along that line. Yeah, something. Yeah, most of the ones I've seen like that, there is something that has come along. They're usually missing like a day out of the three that they're missing at least where they don't See, have I've, any I've, memory I've, of. I never, I, that's I, that's new information to me because. Yeah, and, and, and they usually then also talk about, they give some name because usually these kids are like eight and younger. Usually, yeah, some, usually I think they're younger than that and not to argue yeah. with you, but like six and younger. Like, yeah. you know, they're still in that imaginary friend age. Right. But yeah, they are, almost all of them end up talking about some kind of caring thing that, that took them to a place to keep them warm and safe, and then they just woke up and here they were on this trail. Yep. Almost every one of them. Also, if this person, if the, usually the child, if it's found alive, they usually found an impossible vast distance from where they started. Example, there's a story in the missing 411 of a toddler that was found alive, but this toddler was found three mountain ranges away. Yeah. And the, there's That's actually... That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. It's like there's also one in Australia. He disappeared and he was found like a, two days later and he was like 300 miles away. Holy crap. Yeah. I, 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 I'm paraphrasing there, but he found... Right. It's... Yeah. Then um, Les Stroud, he talks about this, and he said he tried to do what they did. Like, this toddler was found, like, three miles range away, like, in 28 hours. Yep. And he says, there's no way in hell I could even do that. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't know, even if I was not a chunky and in good shape, that's a long. You're manly. Right. No, that's a long distance to travel, considering you're going through uh, woods, mountain, everything else. This isn't like, oh, I'm walking down the block for this far. No, it's treacherous terrain. Oh, yeah. Because most of where they end up finding them, too, is not straight on a path. It is a little bit more wilder, uh, mm-hmm. thicker forest, and it's not hospitable. Yeah. That the, Basically, that's the 12 points, profile points of the missing 411. You could also use age as profile point of the victims, but they range from very young to very old. Yeah. It's kind of like a shotgun pattern of that but I don't, I don't really think that would be really a much of a profile point because you have from yeah. two year olds up to 80 year olds yeah oh yeah no uh, yeah I've seen stories of very old all the way down to yeah just barely walking toddlers yeah well the Missy the, if you look at the 411 I'm going to be repeating myself a lot in this podcast episode <laughs> I think because after we get by this precursor I think that we can go into more interesting stuff right if you look up Paul, Mr. Pilates' map, and you'll see the common map of the internet, you'll see those Missy 411. But there's also three other maps that are sometimes seen in correlation with the Pilates map. The first map we're going to talk about is the one that would be reported sightings of Bigfoot in America. Ah, yes. This map shows where every reported Bigfoot sighting has been. Most of them are clustered on the east and west coast and in close proximity to the Missing 411 clusters. This map also has a predominant empty swath area that doesn't have sightings of Bigfoot. There is a few sightings in there, but it's predominantly empty like on the right. Missy 411 map. Yeah. Yeah, there are random specks here and there, but nothing major. 
Yeah. The second map is reported UFO sightings of America. This, too, also has a large empty swath down the middle, which is the same as the Bigfoot and the 411 map. Nobody wants to visit us in the Midwest. I know it's flat, guys, but jeez. Real boring. They're, <laughs> they're scared they're going to give them goulash or something. Uh, Here, uh, take this goulash. Ope. Uh, okay. Ope. And I love goulash. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> but I'm from the Midwest, so ergo, yeah. I love goulash. You're probably Lutheran, too, weirdo. I was at one point, yeah. I was at one point. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> the third map and the new kid on the block is the map showing the area covered by natural cave systems under America. These map cave systems line up pretty close with the 411 clusters and also have an empty swath in the middle of America. Very true. Yeah. Now, to me, two things stand out on, on all these four maps. There are clusterings on the east and west coasts, and along the banana, and along with a banana empty sh- crescent shape in the middle. Yes. Some of the theories on why the clustering is happening on the coast and not in the middle of the country is because the middle is the furthest from the oceans, and the aliens are coming out of their underwater bases in the ocean and taking away helpless victims. All right, well, I mean, I, I can't argue with uh, the USO base kind of idea. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I don't know if it lines up with everything because I mean. I, I don't know. Then. I got, there's a bunch, I'm reading off a bunch of theories I found about. Right. <laughs> Basically, another theory is Bigfoot or Dogman is capturing humans and spiriting, spiriting them away into the large natural cave system that runs under America, or is killing them and eating them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I know I, I'd seen some of the more mundane of like, well, people are just falling into these, these cave systems, a hole opens up, but it's like, wouldn't somebody on that trail have found the hole they fell into? Yeah. If it was naturally occurring. Oh, the hounds of hell are barking. They are. Oh, oh sweet, sweet hellhounds. Yes. Yep. Captain Bork Bork's leading the charge. He is. Another one is, you'll like this one. Or are the underground inhabitants of hollow earths that are in cahoots with the reptoids abducting oh. humans for their nefarious experiments at Dolce Base? Oh, <laughs> oh I see. I see we're back to hollow earth. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Another one is, or are the elites of our society are collecting people to use a slave labor force on the moon as prepared to break away from the planet in their own breakaway society? Ah. Well, then why wouldn't they be taking people from the Midwest? Because we are traditionally known as much harder workers. Yes, that's just true. You know, that's all I'm saying there. Yeah. Or is it something as simple as a serial killer cult of Satan worshippers roaming the national parks? Well, that's that... a- it, it's not unheard of. I mean, there's a lot of open space and a lot of other weird shit has happened yeah. in national parks. I mean, I'm not saying it's it's completely out of line, but the sheer numbers, you'd think we would have seen something with a coast. It's kind of hard to carry point. away a dead body anyway because right. I don't care if this person weighs 80 pounds. When it's dead weight, they weigh like 160. Right, and I don't I don't care if you're Jason Voorhees. You're not grabbing someone silently wandering off in the woods that fast and killing them. Yeah. Or is it straight-up animal attack and the national pro- parks have a problem and they just don't want people to know. A lot of people go down that route like with animal attacks. <laughs> you know you know the weirdest thing and maybe it's not the weirdest thing coming from me, but to me that seems like like one of the lowest likelihoods to me just because the sheer number, no evidence of of blood, claw, any of that, you know. Yeah, cuz if an animal attacks you, that's going to be a bloody mess. I've seen oh, it. it. I've seen coyotes attack like pheasants when I was oh, out yeah. here hunting and that and it's oh, just like God, yeah. whoop. They attack, and there's feather and blood. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you watch any any nature show with even, like, a large cat. Because a lot of these areas do now have 
pull the populations yeah. back. And large cats are ambush predators. Yeah. They are still going to make noise. They pounce, and it takes time to kill because they usually try to kill by choking them out. Yep. And, and they're going to be struggling. And yes. There's going to be blood a lot of somewhere. struggle, and there's, it's a mess. Now, we're going to work backwards on this list of possible theories of what is causing the 411. People have gone missing in our national parks were killed by wild animals. In the last 100 years, there have been 125 cougar attacks in North America, and 99% of them happened in California beaches. A joke. <laughs> I was going to say, wow, no shit. <laughs> 27. <Wow. laughs> I was talking about the cougars you like. The oh, yeah. No, they, <laughs> the ones that look like a leather couch. They usually aren't fatal. It's just uh, really hurtful. Yeah. But uh, the 125 cougars attacks, 27 <laughs> have been fatal. You are more likely to be killed by lightning or a bee sting than a mountain lion attack. Right. The majority of fatalities do come to small children because usually the child were left unattended. Yeah. But still, when that happened, they found where the attack was because... There's scuffing in the dirt. There's oh, yeah. matted grass. There's actually blood. So they knew this child, which is terrible. So I have kids of my own. You have kids right, of your own. Right. And it's like, oh, yeah, people that, you know, okay. But either way, they can tell if a mountain lion attacked a yeah. small child. One of the most famous ca- missing cases, 411 cases, is believed to be a mountain lion. That, I need to start. This could be one of those nights. It, it might be, yeah. One of the most famous missing 411 cases that is believed to be a mountain lion attack by skeptics and proves the whole 411 thing is bunk is a case of three-year-old Jared Adadero who went missing on October 2nd, 1999 from the Big South Trail of Arapahoe and Roosevelt National Forest in Colorado. The gist of this story goes like this. On October 2nd, 1999, Jared Adadero went hiking with a group of several adults and Jocelyn, his 11-year-old sister, on the Big South Trail in Arapahoe and Roosevelt National Forest. Well, well, as everyone was, well, everyone knows how kids have, knows young kids have energy. They have Jared had got ahead of the group by about 100 feet, and out of the sight of the group for a little bit. Jared stopped and talked to a couple of fishermen fishing the Purdue River, and asked if they had seen any bears. The fishermen replied no, and Jared went on his way. The fishermen really didn't think anything of this because they saw a group of hikers about 50 to 80 feet away from the tr- up the trail and assumed Jared was with them. See, from every article I've read, this is uh, I'm taking this article from Strange Outdoors, I think, I found this oh, website. Okay. And it, this is actually the first article that says, like, the usually the fishermen betrayed, like, well, why'd they let a kid go by? Well, they always leave out that part that they seen a group, like, 50 to 80 feet away. Yeah. And they assumed that the kid was with them. I would have made that assumption, too. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Especially, I mean, I'm not going to go up, oh, how are you doing, little kid? Nowadays, you can't do shit like that. Right. You look around, is there an adult? Okay, about 50 feet away, there's a group of adults. You just assume the kid, someone yeah. from the group knew the kid and, was going And away. any responsible adult who sees a kid this age and doesn't see anyone coming around is going to be like, hey, who are you with? Where's yeah. everything at? They don't because... Well, not because they're assholes and don't care, but because they do see this other group yeah. 50 feet back. And I like all these articles, you may hear them on talk about this. They'll always talk about Jared Adderall. It was a terrible what happened to this kid. Which, oh, yeah. we'll, we'll find out here in a little bit. But they make the fishermen feel like they're, sound like they're idiots. I don't oh, yeah, think just, they were. I, from the way I personally look at it, this is my personal look at it. They were fishing the river. They seen this kid, like, hey, is there any bears around here? And they're like, no. Then they're looking around, they scan off, and they see them group of kids, like, 
I wouldn't think anything twice, like I no, said. No, no. Yeah, no, they, they treat it like they're, they're inbred mountain people who don't understand that a kid could be in trouble. Yeah. It's like, like they want to put guilt on these guys. It's like, no, no man, these dudes are just fishing. Well, they also the fishermen were the last person to, people to see Jared alive. Approximately an hour later, the hiking group realized they had lost Jared and started searching for Jared. As some of the group started searching, a couple were sent back to tell Alan, Jared's dad, that Jared was missing. Now, between the time... Now, between the time a couple of people went to get Jared's dad, Alan, and Alan's return, the group continued to search for the missing child. During that time, they heard a single scream. When Alan showed up, the group relayed what they had heard. They had heard a scream. Alan asked, what kind of scream was it? Like someone being attacked, someone getting hurt? And the group of hikers replied, the scream sounded joyful like someone was playing a game of tag and oh. was about to be tagged. That is the first time I ever heard that mentioned any time of yeah. in this case. No, it absolutely is. I, I, that I have throws everything this. into a different context. If it you look does. At it. Because I found this, I had to reread it three times in this article. I'm like, what? Yeah, mm-hmm. I have never heard that before. At least, on a, at least I haven't heard it on a podcast or in Coast to Coast no. where David Polites talks about Jared Adderall. I have never heard him mention there was a single scream heard. Yeah, it's certainly one that seems like someone is playing. Yeah. That, that, that could potentially change the whole outlook on this thing entirely. It does, because... It, because we'll get to that. Right. Well, more than per, more than 200 trained searchers, a dozen dog teams, professional trackers, a dive team, and a plane search for Jared without finding any clues. There were also two helicopters used during the search. One of the helicopters crashed while searching, while the other suffered flight problems due to the swirling winds in the mountainous search area. Huh. Again, that's, well, that's to be expected. Yeah. Because if you actually see pictures of this, like if you, I looked at it on a topographical map, yep. this is a pretty sharp valley where they're trying to fly yeah. in. Yeah, and crosswinds and everything else dealing yeah. with a helicopter. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. No, no thanks. No. On October 8, 1999, the search for Jared Adadero was suspended due to the lack of clues, and the family was notified. As a side note, during the whole time when they were searching for Jared, it was a media circus, because this happened around the same time as the murder of John Benet Ramsey, which uh, happened in Boulder, Colorado. Yeah, that would be around that same time. But man. they basically, like, Jared Adadero and John Bernie Ramsey were on CNN. There was talk of him at the CNN. He, this case yep. was all heard on CNN, this whole incident. Alan Adadero's Jared Fathers was contacted by all types of people that claimed they had information on his son's location. There was psychics, a member of the First Nations people, came and performed a ceremony asking the mountain for the boy back, and a barefooted man with a mule showed up saying he could track down Jared. I'm sorry, I would have went with the first, last two options. I would have. The guy with the barefoot and the mule, old Trapper Jack, he right. probably knew where the fuck he was doing and what the fuck was going on. Yeah, he, he, he's climbing around the mountains barefoot. He obviously knows his shit, man. Oh, yeah, because you won't accept any dog to do. <laughs> I, I'm just thinking the, the realistically awful, painful pine needles pounding through my goddamn bare feet. Yeah, but I'm serious. If somebody, if my kid was missing and he had a barefoot, walked up with a mule out of fucking nowhere. Right. First thing, the red flag would go off, like, where's my kid? And then when he says, I can track, find your kid, I'm like, do it. I wouldn't even second guess it. Right. Even if this guy is... Batshit crazy. Killer that's mm-hmm. taking us to his body. We have him in sight. He's right here. Yeah. You know, he's not getting away. <laughs> now let's get forward to June 5th, 2003. This is the day parts of Jared's body were found by two hikers as they explored the area around Big South Trail, basically Purdue Canyon. I'm probably saying that completely wrong. 
The two hikers decided to go off the trail and climb about 2,000 feet up to a ridgeline. The climb to the ridgeline was a hard scrabble. Basically, you had to climb on all fours to make sure you didn't twist an ankle uh, and break it. Okay. Yep. That's what they mean when you never hear the word hard scrabble. Yep. At an elevation of 550 feet higher than Jared was last seen, they found a single kid's shoe. The shoe was in good condition, almost pristine, and looked like the kid had just taken it off. The guy mentions, too, that when he found this shoe, he looked around and was like, where's the damn kid that goes with the shoe? Right. Because it was like just sitting there out in the middle of the open, like, where's the kid? Where's the kid? After a little looking around, they found the other shoes. Other shoe. Jared's fleece jacket he had last been reported missing in, and his pants turned inside out. The hikers took some photos of the area and brought the clothes to the local authorities, which contacted Alan Adadero, who confirms they were Jared's clothes. The following day, searchers combed the area and found a tooth on a log and a piece of a skull. The bodily remains were determined to be Jared's through the use of DNA tested, DNA testing from the bone taken from the skull cap. Oh. That would be so traumatic. I feel for that man, that father. Just oh like, yeah, all right. I don't. I because I every, even I watched the missing four one one on Netflix or is it whatever? I think it's on Netflix or Hulu. You can watch it, and they got both in the hunt. The, oh, missing four one one and yep. the hunted. Yep. This case always tears me up because I have young kids. I had oh, yeah. young kids. It's just like I would never want to go through what his father went through. No, and and it's one of those things where you're glad they found something so that you can at least get some kind of closure. Yeah. But you'd rather be finding them, you know, perfectly all right somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now, some of you that hadn't heard this story before are probably thinking little Jared got attacked by a mountain lion and dragged away to be eaten later. Well, you would be wrong. Because Alan had Jared's clothes tested for DNA. There was no trace of blood, mountain lion DNA, or anything else that would uh, determine that a mountain lion attacked him because his jacket was almost in perfect condition. And if a mountain lion was going to attack him, it would have shredded the thing trying to get to his, the innards of his body. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. There was a dog apocalypse going on upstairs. <laughs> the end of the world has been stopped. Right. Have a kid that wants to go outside. Then he got dog barking. Joys of being a parent. The canine rapture is occurring. Yeah. Family. Captain Bork Bork was leading the charge. Yeah. But uh, um, Jared's father had his clothes tested, and there was no trace of his blood or any type of blood or mountain lion DNA saying he was attacked by a mountain lion. Plus, his jacket that he was wearing would have been torn to shreds. He had, like, mountain lion experts, well, big cat experts look at it and said, yes, they wouldn't lift up his shirt and just attack the stomach. They would just went through his jacket. Right. And also, pants. Lions don't take off pants. You kind of need to pose both thumbs or Correct. hands to pull off his pants. Which is kind of creepy. A little bit. Because uh, even the mountain lion guy says, yeah, mountain lions do this. And a lot of people are saying, well, something had to take off his clothes before he killed him. What is this something that would do that? Right. Another... I mean, again, it's not going to be a bear. Because no. a bear, again, is going to shred through your clothes. That's what they tend to do. Yeah. They want to get to like, the soft innards. Yeah, thinking it's like fish skin. i got to get through that. Yep. And that's how they look at it. Yep. And it would be shredded to pieces. A lot of people said, oh, it had to be the fisherman or somebody like that. And everybody that was involved or witnessed the last scene, Jared, they were all questioned. Even Alan's ex-wife was questioned. And they all oh, yeah. came away with a clean bill of health. 
they had nothing to do with it. Even nobody from the group that I was with or nothing. There was no adults that were found guilty of any wrongdoing. Right. Now, my question is with the close. This is like a four-year gap, wasn't it? From 99 to 03? 06. Oh, shit, even longer then. Yeah. You know, the, the shoes, I don't care how protected they are out in the wild. There is going to be fading, wear, tear. They would not look like these guys. The hikers who found it clearly said, yeah, this looks like it's in good shape. Yeah. There's got to be a kit attached to it. Plus, After also there was years, also there was no drag marks from, like, if a right. mountain lion would have drug him away by his shoulder, even by his throat, his feet, the front of it, if the kid would have... Uh, if the, say if his toes of his foot were pointed down, yes. he would have had scuff marks. Yes. But if he was held on his back and the back of the shoes where the heel was dragging the ground, the shoes would have fallen off right away. They would have yes. found the shoes right away. Not 550 feet vertical elevation above where right. you're supposed to and, be. And at. there would be telltale marks on the shoes of being dragged. Even if it's through dirt, the, the, it leaves stains. Yeah. I mean, I've had shoes my whole life, and that's what happens. I, you have, know? A, I have kids that I go through like three pairs of shoes oh, with them because he yeah. just drags his toes and he thinks it's cool. I'm like, no. No. Then we're like 10 bucks a piece. Yeah, yeah. No, we're not Pretty soon you'd be wearing paper sacks if you are right. careful. And yeah, also, just too, the shape of the clothes, I just... Well, if, if you look up any of these pictures with the clothes yep. and all that, you'll you'll notice the blue pants that he was wearing there inside yes. out. And it looks like one whole leg is missing. Well, they figure that out, that birds are taking it and mice are taking it for nesting materials. Right. But the jacket, somebody say, oh, there's a puncture wound. I'm like, no, it's probably just a little. I mean, there, if there was a puncture wound, you would have blood because right. blood's going to seep out. Because most likely the holes in it are from, again, for mice or birds yep. taking it for fillers for their nest. But yeah, remarkably, I mean, I have seen the pictures of them, and they are in remarkably good shape for being sitting out there for seven years at yeah. that point. Even with... In the elements. Yeah. I mean, they, they're they in pretty damn good shape. So, his, this case does tick off a few points. There's like four points that it actually ticks off, in my in my what I see. Right. Jared's remains were found in a previously searched area, because the dogs... The reason I say this is because, if you read further on the article... It says, yes, the dogs did alert to something up the other way where this body was found. Yeah. But they went up there and searched it, as people are trained to do, and they didn't find anything. Yeah, nothing. At the time, where his body was found seven years, remains of his body was found seven years later. So there there was a scent trail up there, but there was nothing for the dogs to find, so they went back down and started over again. Right. Jared disappeared near water, which is a common thing. Yep. Because of the river there. It's like, oh, he fell in the river. The river was really slow moving that year because everybody's like it wasn't. It was that time of year where it was just a mellow river. It was deep, yeah, but it was but. slow moving. And the dive teams went through that, and they because dive teams know where a body's going to end up. They can tell right. by the current, yep. and that's where they were checking any places where it could be hung up or anything. His clothes were taken off by someone or something else because animals wouldn't do that. Right. Not only wouldn't, but can't. They can't. are physically incapable of it. Yeah. His remains were found in an area where he couldn't go, where he couldn't get to or wouldn't go, because if you anyone knows toddlers, everywhere is, being a toddler is hard. And Jerry would have gone in the downward directions, not in upward directions. Right. Yeah, no, it would make no sense. No. Well, this time I get to go first, and I think what happened to the skid, Marty, since it's give you a little time to think about because I didn't tell you we are going to talk about Jared out of Jared. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I have seen uh, shows and stuff on it, but. Yeah. This is my personal belief. I personally believe he was taken by a Bigfoot or a couple of them because of some of the things said in the report. 
first, the fishermen mentioned Jarrett asked them if there were bears in the area, which they said no to. When this was mentioned, I instantly thought of that young boy from North Carolina, the one that said a bear kept him warm for three days. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if anybody tries to tell me that as in North Carolina, if you know anything about this, please email us. Oh, yeah. But there's uh, no way in hell, I'm sorry, a bear is not going to keep a human child warm for three days. He's no. going to say, oh, I'm a little peckish today. I'm right. going to eat me eat me a Twinkie. Yeah, it's very unlikely. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, it's a wild bear. Yeah, bears, they're not like the cuddly Disney movies, like no. brother bear ones. No, bears are wild animals. And especially if you're smaller than you, they will eat you. They oh, yeah. eat rabbits they, they, and anything else. They yeah, can get they see pump. it as food. Yeah. Flat out. The second, the scream of the group, the scream the group of hikers heard as they searched for Jared. Remember the group said the scream sounded joyous, happy. So how many toddlers do you know that would be scared after being alone for almost two hours? If you did, if my kid was out in the woods alone for two hours, she'd be scared shitless. Oh, yeah. They, they wouldn't, but they wouldn't be scared of a play furry playmate or playmates that wanted to have fun because that like i said that scream that when they said it sounded joyous it just that's the first i've heard of it i'm serious i'm just kind of stuck on that right now and and this story i've seen from a few different angles uh politis's the movie they did on it and other stories of it and i have not seen that pop up and you've done more 411 looking into than i have yeah but i haven't read all the books but Right. Every article you always read talks about, but there's never the mention of that scream also no. for this one article. No, man, that, that absolutely just changes everything. It changes perspective. His remains were found in a place where even adults had a tough time getting to, and a Bigfoot wouldn't have a problem at all getting up to the ridgeline. Yeah, man. Ugh. There's just too many improbabilities, you know what I mean, for it to be him just wandering off. Yeah. I mean, and if you take it into context with, if you want to go out and do other research on you guys' own out there and look up some of these stories. But yeah, it, it it fits in with like a lot of other ones where there's way too far away from where they should be. Something is going on there. I, I don't think, obviously, like I said, I'd already scratched off animal attacks as being probably the least likely, even out of all the other crazy scenarios. Yeah. Because it just doesn't fit. There's no pieces there to say a bear grabbed him, a, a mountain lion, a pack of wolves, any of the, the normal North American predators that would be in that area. Doesn't make any sense to me. So what do you think happened? I honestly, And just don't say, I don't know. No, I, I honestly <laughs> don't know. There is, some, there is something out there that is happening. Uh, a toddler is not going to go that far away. Like I said... The thing that bugs me with it is the clothes and how good a shape they're in for seven years. Yeah. I mean, where were I, It's clothes? not really the clothes are in kind of a shitty condition, but that also tells you, too, that he wasn't attacked by a large animal. Because no. we keep saying, they're going to go for the softest part of you right. and your stomach and your little three-year-old kid. Yeah. It's a terrible thing to think about, but they're going to eat this yeah, child. It's, it's what they do. They're yeah. a predator. And also, the, the one that, the pristine shoes... That makes no damn sense to me. Oh, yeah. Because you can put out anything. Like, I forgot, like, a glove out, a leather glove out over the winter, and it looks like pure hell. Oh, After yeah. one winter around here, garbage. I'm like, oh, that's where that glove went when I went out later on. Right. Yeah, no, it just, it it beats it. That cold and hot, cold and hot, snow, ice, everything. It, yep. it should beat that down way more than what it was. Yeah. 
Which makes me question, where was that shoe for that last seven years? Because I have to say, it wasn't out in the open. No. Because... I, I, an animal didn't drag it around. A lot of these cases, like this one as well, they've looked over these places multiple times. There was nothing there. Yeah, and them SARS guys, like I was saying, they get props because they've actually, I've actually read cases where they're out for trying to find somebody missing, and they'll go like in a search pattern, like a grid search pattern. They'll go like north to yep. south, then they'll go from east to west, all in that same area. The base of it is pivot, yep. like on France, pivot. And they've actually found, oh, excuse me, they've actually found, like, matches this person had used in the grass, like a single matchstick. Right. And they're like, they're they're not fucking around. If they find something that's going to stick out, a shoe is huge compared to a matchstick. Yeah, even a toddler's shoe is going to stick out. You and they're know? usually really bright colors or white. Yeah, I was going to say that. These were know, white, I think. I they, they were mostly white. I think yep. there was, like, some striping on the side. Like black and red striping. Yeah. But now, yeah, there's something going on out there, man. There's, there's too many the, of them that, yeah. that have occurred to just be... I mean, I, I suppose the possibility of all of the little things adding up, like, oh, cave system, they fell in. Animals take them. I'm, I'm sure some cases there probably are issues with that. But just the sheer number of them. There is something that is going on out there where these people are disappearing somehow. Yeah, and I may have to burst some people's bu- bubble because eventually somebody's going to have to listen to this episode. Bigfoot right. is not the hairy, cuddly giant that Harry and the Hendersons promote. Right. I'm sorry to say. Bigfoot is just like anybody else, like me and Marty. He has bad days, and he's a lot more intelligent than almost what everybody gives. And that is my personal belief on Bigfoot. Right. Because everybody's like, oh, he's so cute and cuddly. I'm like, no. That's a 9-foot-tall, 1,600-pound pure muscle i'm gonna fuck you up if i stub my toe the wrong way right and just from from their structure and what we have reported on them i would say at the very least they are omnivores i mean there have been a lot of people that uh, have seen them even cows are omnivores yeah very few people know that cows are not straight vegetarians they're omnivores they will eat meat oh no given the opportunity they will yeah but yeah man yeah no they're they're definitely a I, I believe much more intelligent. Like we have talked before, probably even on the show, that when I was younger, my opinion was, oh yeah, it's a, a you know something like an Australopithecus, a Neanderthal man that's been left over. Because I like that land of the lost kind of idea of Jaka, right? Like like a, a Pellucidor or something, you know, where it's a, a place that time forgot. A Pellucidor is that like a luchador? It uh, Pellucidor. Pretty close. <laughs> but, yeah, no, uh, but over time, seeing more stuff and learning more stuff, seeing patterns of things that have happened, I think there is a lot more intelligence going on in that society than what we give them credit for. Oh, there is. I know you're trying to lead me up to say something. I, I know where, where your, your <laughs> you know, you know my, on it. You know where my head's at. Yeah. And, but and, we're going to try and keep these episodes right around an hour, and I right. don't want to get that far into it because that's oh uh, yeah no, that's a that'll whole probably other, be on the next episode we're talking yeah, that, about that's a whole nother ball of stuff and yeah like i said but i, I just to want people that i'm going to repeat myself i do not have a bigfoot in my basement to study <laughs> and i also am going to repeat this what i say about bigfoot is my own personal speculation and what i've garnered or my years of reading research no i have not seen one right 
I am a believer, not a knower, because I have yet to see a creature, and I'd probably shit my pants if I did. Oh, yeah. But I believe they are a lot more intelligent than we even think about giving them credit for. Right. And they are probably behind a lot of these missing 411 missing cases. Even David Pilatus kind of hints at this, but he does not want to come out and say it. Right. But I will. Yeah, I have nothing I, to lose. Yeah, at, at that point, he's he's got multi-book deals, and nothing against the guy. Like I said, no. he's set a lot of groundwork on this. But it's kind of hard to risk that by going out on a, quote, wild theory like that. He's where, actually, well, that's funny thing you say that. He's actually wrote a book about Bigfoot. Oh, really? Yeah. He did. I did not know that. Oh, yeah, that's before he, he wrote a book about Bigfoot. I think it's de- dealing up in Washington State with uh, right. the First Nations People Reservation. I cannot remember the name of the book, but I know he wrote a Bigfoot book before he came on to this missing 411 thing. Interesting. It makes me wonder if he didn't already see links there that led him. But to he will not say yay or nay. He, right. he won't take a stand on it. Well, and, and like, like, like you said, you can't blame the yeah. man. He's got He makes good money on his books are really well. Right. So if anybody wants to buy them for us, we'd probably <laughs> take them here. You just contact us at edge of the headlights podcast at gmail.com and we'll transfer right. our address and you can if you got used ones, we'll take them. Heck yeah. That's our library we've got here. Much yeah, no, that's uh Yeah, he, he sees like anyone else has if you're in a spotlight and in a position like that, if you start going, Well, I think I think Sasquatches did this, he will be drummed out of there in a heartbeat. You oh, know he I, will. You I can know. I can attest that, and I'm just a minnow. Uh, I'm a nobody because right. there's a couple of groups on Facebook I was part of, and I oh, brought yeah. up my theory, which we will get into. Right. And they're like, fucking, it's like they brought the torches out, the pitchforks. How can you say something like that? I'm like, well, what the fuck do you think? Right. Kill the beast. I'm like, yeah. I'm, all, I'm all open for any, if somebody doesn't believe Bigfoot didn't do it, that's on you. That's your, that's your personal opinion. Right. My personal opinion may be the opposite of yours, but we're both adults. And we can have conflicting opinions. Yeah. Because that's how this puzzle is going to get solved. you got to be open to new ideas about something that's been around for how long. Right. Because if you keep looking at something the same way, it's never going to change. Oh, no, no. As like, like, like we've said before, a while after a while it becomes not just speculation and theory. In, in your head it almost becomes like, well, that's fact because that's what everyone has been saying. You know? And it takes a little bit to break that mold of that idea and to actually look at it. Yeah, because perfect example, use this as an example. Scientists believe for the longest time there's nothing that could live in boiling water. Oh, yeah. Well, they found out they were fucking wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there's a lot of wrong. Yeah, we've had discussions like that when we talked about Antarctica. People, There's things that live in radioactive waste. Yeah. There's peop- stuff that lives in water that they... Steam, basically pressurized steam. There's yes. large organisms it just, living down there. Yeah, the yeah, the not ocean. just like microorganisms. This is like multicellular breeds of, of shark that are swimming around octopi. sulfur yep. vents. And that's what they're living in is ultra heated, poisonous goddamn water. And they're, they're just fine. Yep. Well, have you got anything else to say on this? I got one last little bit of thoughts and then we'll let it go. I really show. don't. I uh, just. Uh, Counting down like the last three days before my wife leaves for three months for work. Yay! So that'll Was be that a, a yay thing? That'll be a that'll it'll be interesting. She actually, your wife actually follows us on Instagram. She does. I know she does, and she listens to the show. Oh, so you can't say yay? 
no, no, I wouldn't anyways. <laughs> it's just it's just going to be a weird thing and a new thing for her, and it's super exciting. Well, if you need and a cuddle we'll buddy, I'll come goes. over and we'll spoon as long as I'm the big spoon. Well, I keep trying to get her to take uh, our corgi with, but I don't think that's happening. So, <laughs> so, so Pancake will be staying with me. All right. Well, is that all you got? That's all I got, man. <laughs> all right. I'm going to leave this with this little bit. A few, I got a few cents I want to say, then we'll close out. All right. There's a lot of theories out there about the missing 411, and they all have a little merit or contain a kernel of truth in what could possibly be happening in our national parks. But sometimes the most hidden things hide in plain sights, like trying to find your car keys when in a rush to get to work, and they're already in your hands. That's all I got, folks. Have a good night. Bye. Oh, my God.